Welcome to the Water and Stone podcast. You are listening to episode 100. We'd like to share our Sunday worship service for January 13th, 2019. The title is, It's Like Gravity. And it's the second in the series of It's Like This. God is already at work in your life. When we stop expecting and start accepting, we make room for miracles. So our uh, scripture today, Colossians 3, 14. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. This part of scripture, we're being told, here's a bunch of stuff to get rid of. It's a perfect time of year to be thinking about that. A little boxing day moment where you get rid of the stuff that you've outgrown. And there's a laundry list, a long list of things to get done with. And they're all the things that you know about. I don't even need to list them. All the things we know that we're not supposed to carry around with us. But that's only part of the story. A lot of people spend a lot of time taking out the garbage, but nature abhors a vacuum. And so unless we do a little bit of homework about what we want to fill that space with, we can get right back into the same trouble we were in before. I don't know about you, but I have seen that in my own life once or twice, or seven or eight times, or a dozen, or more. So there's a list of things to do, stuff to think about, all of that. But at the end of that very long list of things to get rid of and at the end of that very long list of things to think about, the final thing is, above all this, remember about love. Because love is that bond, that thing that makes it all work. And this is important. People have a lot of different ideas about what love is. But at the end of the day, what we're talking about when we're talking about love is that word bond, that that glue that joins and binds in divine harmony, the universe and everything in it. Love is the power that makes it all stick together. Love is the power that keeps us from spinning off into space. Love is the power that keeps the atoms and molecules of our body together. Love is what it's all about. If you are feeling like you're going in a bunch of different directions, if you are feeling like you're good, whether that's your money, your love, your attention, your time, your fill-in-the-blank, if you feel like it's going away, maybe what you need is a little metaphysical gravity. That's love. That's the power. If you have love, everything else tends to work out. But you know that because that's not the only piece of scripture that says it. It's over and over and over again. You know when they ask Jesus, what's the bottom line? Can you bottom line this for me? He says, it's all about love. Over and over again, love is the way to fulfill the law. Over and over again, love is the power that does it. Okay, it's everywhere. The Bible is replete with it. But we know it because it's the story that we tell everywhere. I mean, how many movies go to the Hallmark Channel or the Lifetime Channel or the Discovery Channel? Go to a channel. We don't really do channeling here, but go to to a channel. And you will see some movie about someone who it seems like they've got it all. They've got the success and the job and the big car, but they're missing love. They don't have that, they have that hole in their heart because they haven't connected with something. I mean, how many movies? That's most movies. Over and over again, the story we tell is the story about love. And a lot of times it's romantic love, but it doesn't have to be. Any kind of love, that moment, that connection, that depth, is what we're all looking for. The reason that we keep telling the story is because it's marketable. But the reason it's marketable is because it's the story that our hearts tell. You know, just as well as I do, that that's the deal. If you want life to work, find 
like I said, doesn't have to be romantic love. In fact, that's the tiniest molecule of it. It's wonderful, but that's not the thing. It's not the only thing. Find something that you connect with on a fundamental level. Find something that speaks to you, something that's just good, whatever it may be, and the rest of your life will tend to work better. It's the way to overcome whatever inertia you're feeling. Find love. But like I said, we know that. We all know it. It is the thing that when people come to me for prayers or advice or mentoring or coaching, whatever you want to call it, the number one thing that people ask about is, how do I do this love thing? Now, they say it in all kinds of different ways. Sometimes it's, how do I meet the right person? But a lot of times it's, oh, my job makes me feel like a loser. How can I find love in what I do from 9 to 5? I don't understand how to connect with the people in my family or my friends. How do I do that? How do I live a life that doesn't bum me out and wear me out? How do I live that life that (sighs) energizes me? In one way or another, those are all different ways to rephrase the same question, and that is, how do I connect with love so that I can get up and go? Because I know I'm supposed to. I have that call in me. How do I do it? And I love it that people want to know Because I got to tell you, every journey begins with that big first step, right? There's a lot of people that don't even know why they're frustrated, why they have that gnawing inside them, why they uh, they just don't fit right in their skin. They don't know they're allowed to ask the question. Some people give up on the love idea. It seems like something that's childish or something that's fanciful. It seems like something, well, once I get my ducks in a row, once my credit score is over 700, Once I graduate from the whatever, I get the gold watch, or I do, you know, fill in the blank, then I'll think about love. Love is later. Meanwhile, there's this whole life of disconnection and misery. For what? Who benefits from that? People think they're supposed to, but it's such a funny thing because you know who's good at love? Kids. We're told to be like a little child. Children are really good at loving what they do. And I love this crayon, and I love this food, and it's a happy meal. (laughs) Whatever it is, I love it. Kids are good at it. And somewhere, someone's telling kids, that's great, but, you know, once you grow up, you're supposed to, I don't know, pay your dues, work hard, suffer through. Somehow that makes you an adult. And then at the other end of it, there are so many adults who spend their whole life going, someday I can get back to that place where I can just do a thing I love. Well, there's this long period in the middle. It's the worst intermission ever. Why? Why? Who decided that that was a virtue? I'm here to tell you that you're allowed to live a life that has love in it. I'm here to tell you that the way to be a success is to find something that has love in it. And so I'm delighted when people come to me to solve the problem that kids already know the answer to. Let me put that a different way. Love is what keeps you young. To the degree that you turn off your ability to connect, to delight, to celebrate, to the degree that you turn off the love in your heart, you get old. Lack of love makes you old. That's it. You want to feel young? You want to look young? You want to be young? However you want to define it, find something that you love. And things will begin to change. Now, I have people that come to me and they say, I don't know how to do that. It doesn't feel real to me. I've spent my whole life being trained that love is something far away, and I've learned that lesson so well that I don't even know where to begin. I don't feel it in my heart. I don't see it in my life. That guy I see in the mirror, not worthy of love. What do I do? Now, I can't talk you into something. If you believe you're not worthy of love, I can't can't argue that. 
but there are other ways to start. What I say to people, there's a lot of different tools that we use in that kind of a situation, but one of the things I say a lot is, can you find love out there in the world? Maybe you can't find it in your life right now, but do you see it somewhere? I mean, look around. Do you see, you know, a couple holding hands in the park or, or a puppies or something? Do you love, is there a burrito that's really good? I have had deep love for a number of burritos in my life. It's just one of those things. Mmm, yeah. We've all had that romance. But you know what I mean. Become the kind of person, if you can't feel it in your own heart because you have set up some barriers, okay, we're not going to try to fight the barriers because that, what, makes them stronger, right? So get around that, set that aside for a moment, and just find something. Somewhere in this town, there is a cup of coffee that will blow your mind. Go find it. Somewhere in this town, there's a really cool shop that sells shoes that you can't get anywhere else. It doesn't matter what the thing is. Be the kind of person who's on a hunt for delight. Find love out there. Find some place where it's happening, and you'll begin to realize that, here's the sacred principle, are you ready? Everything is like everything. You'll begin to realize that, wait, there's an example of love, and there's an example of love, and there's an example of love, and all of a sudden, there's all these little moments, and sooner or later, if you become an archaeologist or, like a child, a celebrant of love, a fan, let's say, be a fan of love. If you become a fan, that spark gets fanned into a flame, and all of a sudden, something can change in you because you realize that each and every moment is an example of something that's even bigger. There is a general principle at work in the universe, and that principle is love. You and I, in every moment, is just an example of something bigger going on, and that's an incredible breakthrough. It reminds me of the the Isaac Newton story. You know Isaac Newton, the guy that invented those wonderful Fig Newton cookies? It's all about food with me. Um, No, you know the story. Everybody knows the story. You've probably seen the cartoon or whatever. You heard about it in school. That moment, Isaac Newton, that incredible thinker, mathematician, scientist, trying to figure out how it works and going through all the ideas. Why do things fall? How does that work? And I see that falls and that falls and there's some kind of principle that keeps me from falling out into space. How How do I unite all of these individual things in one rule? How come things don't fall sideways and all of that? Now, it's funny to us because we live in a world that happened after the laws of gravity were better understood. He didn't live in that world yet. He made that world. And just as a sidebar, that's a lesson too because when you make a discovery, a breakthrough, a connection with something big, it changes the world so fundamentally that it's hard for us to imagine a world before people knew about gravity. It's hard to put your mind in that place, you know? One connection can change everything. You are here to make a connection like that, big or small. And it seems like a small moment because he he thought about it and thought about it and couldn't figure out the general rule. And then you know the, the fable. He sat under the tree and the apple fell and he remembered something. He connected with something. Something happened and wait a minute. I realize that no matter what it is, big or small, no matter where I am, no matter what the weather's like, no matter anything else, everything is drawn towards the center of mass, the center of the earth. Here's the spiritual principle. Spoiler alert. When you leave it alone, everything is drawn to the center. 
And it's true with, with fruit. <laughs> and it's true with your heart. When you let it be, everything is drawn towards the center. And he had that realization and everything is changed to the point where it affects everything about how we think. Everything. Now, I want to make it clear. This story is not just a story about Isaac Newton. And it's not even just a story about us. It's a story about the whole deal, the whole universe, how it all works. But it's a story about work. Remember that Isaac Newton is not just some guy that just happened to show up in an apple grove or whatever. Here we go. Surely apples fell before that magic one. Surely stuff fell all the time. But it took him to make that connection. Why? Is he special? Is he magic? Is he different? Just a guy. But just a guy who spent his whole life thinking about it. The reason that it occurred to Isaac Newton when other people had seen stuff fall before is because Isaac Newton had done work. He'd thought about it. Here's the formula for success, spiritual, financial, romantic, otherwise. Start with the idea that an answer can happen. Isaac Newton spent his life in faith that there's an answer to this challenge. Start with that faith that says, look, I don't know how it's going to work, but there's got to be an answer. Start with that faith and let that faith take you through doing your homework. He wrote about it and thought about it and went to school and talked with other people about it. It it consumed him, that love for the idea that there's an answer consumed what he did. Start with the idea that there is an answer somewhere. Let that faith consume what you do. Do stuff about it. Think about it. Research it. Talk about it. Be excited about it. Sing about it. Live about it. And then, relax. Find a tree to sit under. You know what I mean? Take a moment, and here's the magic. Let it go. Because when you let it go, everything is drawn back to the center. But first, bless you. First, you got to do your homework. you got to do your homework. This is huge because it it dispels the idea of what I call the Eureka myth. You know, the idea that you just can be walking down the street and all of a sudden everything changes. You don't have to change. It just sort of changes. That's what I call the Eureka myth. And it is something that we are sold over and over again. I mean, how many churches can you go to where they say, you don't have to do anything different. If you just buy this magic book or this magic talisman or you say the special magic words, you don't have to change it all. Just all you got to do is say the thing. And boom, everything's different. Well, how is that any different from the commercials? If you stay up late enough at night, you don't have to do anything different. But you'll, the pounds will fall off of your body because you bought a thing. How many? commercials, how many things. You don't have to change anything and people will be just be drawn to you. How many times? And it never works because change has to happen. Think about it. God has already got this figured out. God has already got love, life, harmony, healing, power figured out. If I want my life to work like that, I don't need God to change. I've got to get past my ego, the part of me that wants to say the same. And have it be okay with me that I change. Can you let the love in your heart change what you do? Because if you do, then the moment happens. Then the breakthrough happens. The word eureka, 
doesn't mean I made it happen. The word eureka doesn't mean I changed the world. The word eureka literally means I got it. It means I got it. In other words, this thing, this principle, this idea, this love, this miracle was always there waiting for me. And I finally saw that thing that was always true. You just got to do your homework. So ask yourself, is there something that I'm looking for? I know there's an answer. Well, what kind of homework can I do based on the idea that the answer exists? There's something you can do, something you can move around, some way that you can change. And yeah, sometimes it's work, but I'm here to tell you, the work can be fun. Have you ever seen um, a skateboarder, you know, in the park or something going down the street? Talk about faith. And I know that because I've got sufficient scar tissue and metal pins in my leg to demonstrate the life of a skateboarder. I've been there. It's, It's a wonderful thing. But you see them, and you see them, they get up, and they're going to do some trick or another, and they fall. And they get up, and they're going to do some trick or another, and they fall. The success rate for a skateboarder is like 5%. So like for every 100 attempts, they land the trick and don't hurt themselves five times out of 100. It's crazy, right? But they do it. You can't tell me these kids today don't have any motivation because I've seen it. It's true. Is there something that you could do? That 95% of the time you fall on your face or on something else? Think about it. And yet they get up, and it's not because they're being paid. It's not because girls will like them more. My experience is that girls don't care about that kind of stuff. I learned that the hard way. Don't get me started. They do it because there is something intrinsic to the activity that's fun. Even if I don't land the trick, something happens in me and it was fun to do it over and over and over and over again and then eventually I feel it. It's not just in my head, it's in the way that I move. It's in my heart and in my body and then I can do the thing and then I immediately get up and try something even harder, something even scarier. That's what motivates kids and it can be what motivates us. At the end of the day, a skateboarder doesn't learn how to defy the laws of gravity. Gravity's kind of going to do what it does. Eventually, they learn what gravity wants. Think about it. Oh, that's how that feels. Eventually, they're able to use gravity to, to go higher, to do the thing, to whatever the trick is. Well, there's a lesson in there. Because whether the skateboarder falls or whether the skateboarder soars, they are proving gravity. And whether you rejoice in your life or whether your heart is breaking, you are proving love. The choice you have is how will I follow what love wants instead of what my ego wants. And that's a beautiful moment when you learn to stop telling it what to do and you let it tell you what it wants. That is a spiritual breakthrough. And that's a different lesson. I get it. A lot of times we are told to manage, manage life, to manage our time, to manage our love life, to manage our relationships with our family, to manage our to-do list, to manage our schedule. And none of it ever works any more than a skateboarder is doing gravity management. You can't manage gravity. Gravity does what it does, man. You can learn that the easy way or the hard way. You're what get managed. You're what moves around. It's always going to do what it does. You can try to manage time, but there's still only 24 hours in every day. Maybe time isn't what needs to move. Maybe it's me. 
maybe I have to be open to change. It's such a great scam. I tell you, if you follow these principles, you can manage your love life. You can run it. You can run your day. And of course it doesn't work, but then you feel like a failure. I guess I didn't follow the rules, and that's why that person will sell you another book and another book. And there are religions based on that. And there are methods based on that. And all of them are silly. It's not how life works. Instead, here's the thing. Gravity can't be managed. Time can't be managed. Love cannot be managed. These are forces of the universe. Look at your life. If it can be managed, if you can run it, control it, force it, then it must not be very important. Because the big things, the powerful things, the significant things in life are things you can't change. Instead, you've got to listen to them. You can't manage art, love, truth, beauty, nobility. You have to behold them and ask them what they want so that you can be a better channel for them. I'm not going to manage love anymore. I'm going to let love tell me what to do. And if you do that, you get out of the way. Stop trying to control your life and instead learn how to listen. Because here's the thing I want you to know. God has given you right now everything you need to get where you want to go. You don't have to have anything you don't already have. That's one of those universal lessons. It's like gravity. It's already happening. Like it or not, know it or not. But the better you know it, the better things work. In the early days of sailing, the idea was you put the sail up and you go where the wind wants you to go, and that's great until you want to go somewhere else or until the wind's blowing towards you. What do you do? And for thousands of years, nobody knew what to do. When the tide of things is moving against you, when it feels like adversity, there are people who sail through life by just... Given up. Well, the wind's not blowing my way. I guess I'll stop. There are some people that don't even put up their sails. Decide who you want to be. But at some point, somebody looked around and said, you know what? We can only go as fast as the wind goes, but what if we do it differently? And to make a fable out of it, somebody saw an airplane. You know, they use the wind too, but they sure go a lot faster than we do. What if we look at it differently? And have you ever seen those America's Cup, those, those yachts that go so fast? Because they got rid of their sails, and now they've got a wing, and it looks just like an airplane wing. And instead of being dependent on the wind blowing their way, they want to go into the wind, because there's Bernoulli doing what Bernoulli does. If the wind's blowing at you, the faster the wind blows, the faster you can go. If you use the laws that are already there, the materials that are already there, but maybe look at it in a different way, you can welcome the adversity that comes towards you. You can realize that what felt like something that was going to stop me is actually exactly what I need to go faster. When you use what life gives you, you can lean into the wind and something changes when you stop trying to get something and start trying to use something. Last week, I gave you three words, and the three words were tell your story, remember? The idea that you've got some truth about you, and when you're true to your truth, something happens? Well, let's take that the next step. Today, I want to remind you to stop trying to have things outside of you be other than what they already are. Just as you have to be true to yourself, let 
life. Let the people around you, let your situation be true to what it is. Instead of trying to make it what your ego wants, ask it the question, what do you got for me? How can I use this to make the world a better place? In other words, the three words this week are, look around you. Look around you. Just look around you. Life has already given you what you need to succeed if you just look. Each and every person has come with some kind of a question, and sometimes it's a very specific question. How can I quit this job that's killing me? How can I find my true love? Sometimes it's a very vague question, which is something like, I don't know, I know I'm supposed to be doing something, I don't know what, how do I find what I'm supposed to do? doesn't matter what the question. The fact that you got out of bed when Sunday is a very good sleeping in morning, I'm told, I haven't slept in on a Sunday in a very long time, but I'm told it's a good one for that. The fact that you woke up literally as well as spiritually, thank God for that, says you've got a question on your heart. Whatever that question is, I promise you have what it takes to answer it. If you have faith that an answer exists, if you do your homework in any way that makes sense to you, and then you let it go. Because the thing is, if the question is in your heart already, who put it there? I promise that calling that you have is God calling. The voice that asks that question is God's voice in you. God is already happening in you. Start with your question and learn how to give thanks for it because it's like gravity. God is already happening. The truth is already true. Life is already calling. It's already the deal for you. And we begin to realize that people talk about love in gravitational terms. They talk about falling in love. They say that love makes the world go round and it's cute, but it's more than cute. Because here's the lesson. Everything physical is just the tip of the iceberg for something spiritual. Everything physical is just the crudest uh, implementation, manifestation of something so much bigger. You are not flesh and blood and bone. That's just the tiniest part of you. You are a powerful spiritual being. The thing that you see in the world is just a pinprick in a piece of construction paper and there's a much bigger light on the other side. You are so much bigger. You're not physical. You're not energy. That's just something you can measure with laboratory equipment. You are so much bigger. You are spirit. You are love. And we begin to realize that the secret of life is going, it's not that, that love is like gravity, but rather love is gravity. The crudest physical experience is God happening. The power that keeps you from spinning off into space is love more than any physical force. People spend their lives trying to find God when you're God in action. That calling in your heart, that love in your life, that's God talking to you. All you got to do is learn how to listen. I promise there's an answer. Work for it and then let it go. All you've got to do if you want to get free is set sail. Because, after all, freedom is a choice. Thank you very much. This is Dieter Randolph, and I just want to thank you for listening to that Sunday lesson, and I want to thank you for being part of our virtual church family. 
If you'd like to know more about what we're doing at Water and Stone Church, the easiest thing to do is go to our website, waterandstonechurch.com. There's all kinds of amazing content. There's blog posts and videos and other episodes of this podcast and just all kinds of great things. And especially there's a calendar of events. We're always doing amazing uh, service projects in the community, all kinds of classes and services. Go to our website and find out how you can be a part of it. You can also text I am ready to 84576. That's all one word, I A M R E A D Y to 84576. It's a great way to get a once a week message about what we're up to. That's how we do our newsletter and special events and stuff like that. It's a great way to be in the loop. This podcast and everything that we do at Water and Stone is supported by you. And what that means is There's a lot of little things you can do to help us keep the lights on around here. If you go to the website, once again, waterandstonechurch.com, you can find out how to give electronically. You can find out how to shop at Amazon in such a way that benefits the church at no extra cost to you. Really and truly, though, the best way to support what we're doing is to help spread the word. Repost this. Tweet it. Like it on Facebook. Find our social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter. We've got two amazing YouTube channels. Go find those and like and subscribe and share. That's huge for us. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes or whatever, please give us a five-star review. That really helps as well. But at the end of the day, there's nothing like being there with us in person. Come join us at 11 a.m. every Sunday at the beautiful Harbor Hall. That's part of the University of South Florida's St. Pete campus. The street address is 1000 3rd Street South in St. Petersburg, Florida. Every Sunday at 11 a.m., there is a sense of family, a feeling of community, an uplifting lesson, music like you've never heard anywhere, and a life-changing message. It's time for a new life for you and a new world for all of us.